3: And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for May 27th, episode 2942, brought to you by our friends at Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse people.
0: Congratulations! You made it to Freestyle Friday. That means Jamie and Glenn are here to lead you into the weekend with some fun horse talk and some really bad ads on Horses in the Morning.
3: Oh my gosh, Wendy, thank you so much for co-hosting with me today. Uh, well, thank you for having me. I love to come on and visit with you guys. Oh my gosh, I love it when you're on and it's so it's so fitting because we have an interview with a veterinarian that I did yesterday. I mean, no big deal. nothing really happened. Uh, <laughs> dramatic arrival of a foal, but we I did talk to the vet who was involved in the birth of my new baby horse. So pink had her baby. And so we're going to find out a little bit more about that. And we're going to, I don't know, pray at the altar of the gods who sent me to a foaling facility this time instead of (laughs) doing it myself, because I can't believe that that happened, but it's amazing. Anyway, we'll find out a little bit more about that. Um, But what's happening in your life, Dr. Wendy?
2: Well, we're enjoying the uh, springtime here in South Florida.
0: It's just starting to get a little bit hot. Wait, wait, wait. Stop right there. This is, this is time for a first world equestrian problem Florida style. <laughs> first, yeah, it's where were, a you, where were you immediately before we started recording I, this guy? I I was in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: was in the <laughs> we,
3: pool. W- spoiler alert. Wendy actually hopped on on video here on Skype, and we saw that she was in her bathrobe.
2: And uh, what?
3: Little oh, morning my,
2: swim. My daily, my daily swim. Cool.
3: <laughs> 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 you in Florida. I want to be
2: Dr. Wendy. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. And it's Jen right, is it's here. a mental health wellness uh,
3: break for myself. Uh, <laughs> yes. Do you write that off as a uh, <laughs> <I should. Eastern> <laughs> medicine
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> technique? Uh, all right. Well, and obviously, Jen is here with us producing basically it's a girl party today because um, our first guest is going to be Charlotte. We're going to do a Beyond the Ribbon Spotlight Rider update with Charlotte, and then we're going to talk, baby. And then do some really bad ads, so it's going to be really fun. I'm glad you guys are here. But first, we're going to do some daily whinnies. Oh my gosh, Jen, you're so good! I can't believe you added that. Yes, I was filming New Baby yesterday, and uh, who we're going to hear about in a minute. And um, the it just it was very chatty. It was very chatty, and I actually got on video. It, it whinnying. So there you go. Anyway, happy birthday sound time. Sing happy birthday to you. All right, happy birthday go to our auditors Emily Parmenter, Claire Kirsch, Shauna Enzen, Chelsea Tipton, and Colt Farrington. And a happy birthday to y'all. We appreciate you being auditors, and uh, happy birthday. Hope you have a good day.
2: All right, Wendy, your turn. Well, my daily Winnie is for my dear friend, Gare Canstead, who uh, lives next to the Florida horse park, and he is a four-in-hand driver, and his wife drives ponies, and they do pleasure and combined driving, but Gare has been instrumental in reviving driving at the horse park, and he had this dream to build a new hazard that has a huge bridge like we have at the Laurels, and he, uh, single-handedly raised $30,000 to build our new bridge. Wow. Holy wow. moly. Yes, I know. And now did he live next to the horse park he before lived, it was built or did he buy after? No, he bought after he and his wife used to live in Colorado. Um, and then they decided they, you know, driving in call Florida and the East coast is kind of the hub of driving and they wanted to compete more. So they started to come to Florida and then, uh, they just decided they found this property next to the horse park and they can actually, uh, the Florida horse park is part of our greenway system. So it's a public park. So they can actually just drive right in there.
3: That's awesome.
2: I know. Yeah. So, uh, and he's always been a huge supporter of driving, uh, both competitive competitively, but also, you know, with, volunteering and raising funds and he came up with this idea uh he he started to rebuild the hazards and with some volunteer help and they were painting things and getting things ready jen i'm sure you've seen it when you've when you've ridden over there but yeah. um to really make it a, a real um world-class course you kind of need more terrain and we here in florida don't have much <laughs> you know we're pretty flat and a bridge you really need that if you're going to have uh high level qualifiers and I I mean he is just a force to be reckoned with cuz pretty much in about 4 months he raised $30,000. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, well, was-
3: congratulations. That's going to be a lot of fun for y'all. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, before we get to our first guest, let's take a listen to our friends at Kentucky Performance Products. <music>
0: This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com.
3: Spring is here, and so are pastures full of luscious green grass. Spring grass is high in vitamins, minerals, minerals and sugar. Most horses have little problem adjusting to the changing sugar levels found in spring pasture, but for at-risk horses, grazing on sugary grass can lead to big problems such as colic or laminitis. By paying attention to daily temperatures and following a couple of simple rules, you can limit your horse's access to such sugar-laden grasses. In the spring and fall of the year, limit grazing or stop it completely when daytime temperatures are warm and nighttime temperatures are below 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Under these conditions, the grass produces sugar during the day and it stores it in its leaves. At night, the plant transfers the stored up sugars to the roots and stems to fuel the growth. If the evening temperatures are cold, the grass will not make that transfer and all of the sugar will remain in the leaves where it is readily available to your horse. In the summer, when days are sunny and nights are warm, it is safe to allow grazing in the early morning hours, but it should be restricted late in the afternoon or evening. This is because most of the sugar that was produced the previous day has been used for growth overnight. Therefore, the level of sugar in the leaves is low in the morning. But as the day progresses, the grass once again accumulates sugar in its leaves in preparation for nighttime growth. So later in the day, the more sugar packed leaves become. Because grass is a great source of essential vitamin E, horses that are restricted from grazing, especially easy keepers and horses in hard work, may develop vitamin E deficiencies. Lack of vitamin E can result in sore, stiff muscles and neurological problems. Elevate Maintenance Powder from Kentucky Performance Products is an affordable way to provide your horse with the vitamin E missing from his diet. Each scoop provides 1,000 international units of natural vitamin E, and natural vitamin E is absorbed and retained in the tissues at a much greater rate than the synthetic vitamin E found in many feeds and supplements. Best of all, when you choose a Kentucky Performance product supplement, you get a 100% satisfaction guarantee.
4: This
0: Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com.
3: Hi, Charlotte. It's Jamie and Wendy and Jen. How are you?
4: I'm fabulous. How are you guys doing?
3: We are good. We're wondering where in the world you are right now.
4: Oh, I was going to actually just send you a picture um, to the number you text me I am sitting
3: outside the ring while my coach is warming up my horse for my lesson. Dang, that's awesome. What, what state are you? Are you in Florida or North Florida. Carolina? Florida. I'm in Florida. Okay, gotcha. Now we go
4: to North Carolina on June
3: 15th, Wednesday. Gotcha, coming up. Well, so so she's warming up your horse. What are you doing? Just sitting down eating bonbons and, and drinking a glass of wine? What? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, she's probably sitting by her um, pool
4: um here, she's got a pool right next to her ring see <laughs> i'm um no it's fun because we have a very almost interactive way. because like, i she warms up my horse because i can't post so out of fairness to Gigi, like her back and everything and gets her going through and then i get on her and well, that's super sweet that she
3: warms her up for you. And yeah, like you don't want to start out on the sitting trot. So that's really cool. No. Where, what are you guys doing? I, I, I mean, I'm assuming we have some updates on some showing with you and Gigi.
4: Yeah. So, well, we're back in Ocala now. A trainer I worked with before I went to Germany last year, um, Lisa Helmer. Um, she's awesome. She's the new USEF para development coach. Um, because with para, there's always there's been the emerging developing and elite para athletes, but you and it says on paperwork you get, but it doesn't really get anything but now with Lisa' where she's developing a program through the u s e f to help up and coming para athletes.
3: That's fantastic. Now, I know we've talked to you before, and so much of you traveling and competing is on your own dime. With the development of a para athletes, is this something that maybe there'll be grants
4: available? Wouldn't that be nice? (laughs) (laughs) That's a no. (laughs) The only cool thing about the paras, about us meddling at the Olympics and things, is because. We do, we're getting, you know, the more metal the U.S. gets, the more funding there is through the U.S. And that's going to be allocated to paradise. So did you
3: have a recent competition that you would like to bra- potentially brag to us about?
4: Yes. Yeah, so I um, was super excited. I went to my first show with Lisa in her farm a couple weeks ago and Gigi was great. Um, Except for, you know, that one scary corner in the covered arena. But um, (laughs) she was great. And I got above 70 every time. And yeah. That's fantastic. No, what was in the... Why is there always one scary corner? What is happening (laughs) with that? Well, so this place is great. um, But it's uh, tough because at the end of their covered arena... Is like the office and everything, and the scoreboard. So people are always walking behind the judge's booth. So walking and doing things, and you know, so it just is the way it is. I have that one scary
3: corner in my arena too. And I'm like, what's the big deal? Like literally there's four corners. Why is this particular one scary? I don't understand. So yeah, it's, it's weird. What, what horses will, uh, freak out about. So you're, you're consistently getting
4: over seventies. Do you have a goal in mind for you and Gigi? Um, well, I need to be consistently over about 75 ideally. Um, and then. Because then, um, you know, just to be considered for the team. Because on June fifteenth, we go up to try on for the final mandatory outing before they pick the team for Denmark. And so we'll know the team by the end of June or beginning of July. Well, that's exciting! That's
3: just, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, how, how's Gigi feeling? Is is Florida treating her well? Oh my gosh, she feels
4: amazing. <laughs> she just like she's Lisa is. She loves Lisa and the farm, and so she's really happy and comfortable, which totally helps, and she's back to going out overnight, which they don't do in Wellington, <laughs> um, and she loves that, so um, she's a happy girl. Oh, I'm so
3: happy for you guys. Well, we'll be pulling for you June 15th, and I certainly hope we get an update uh, for you from you for that show, and uh, we wish you the best. Oh, we just love you and Gigi.
4: Oh, thank you so much.
3: All right, girlfriend. Well, you have my number. Text me some photos. Okay. All right. Talk to you soon.
4: Okay. Bye for now.
3: I would like to thank Wintech for being such an awesome sponsor of the podcast. Jen rides in one. I ride in one. I'm sure Wendy has one. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about the Wintech?
2: All right. Well, if you're looking for a saddle that's affordable, durable, and comfortable for you and your horse, it sounds like you're looking for a Wintech. WinTech saddles combine world-leading innovations and high-tech materials in lightweight, weatherproof, and easy-care saddles. The comprehensive WinTech range offers not only cutting-edge design, but also reaches new standards in fit, comfort, and performance benefits for both you and your horse it's easy to see why wintech is the world's number one synthetic saddle brand with styles for any discipline and confirmation there's a wintech saddle for you visit wintechsaddles.com today to view wintech's full range of saddles and reach a new level of comfort for you and your horse and i i actually only have wintech saddles now
3: and bridles
2: yep i only have wintech saddles and bridles
3: man it is it is definitely a benefit to just be able to hose it off
2: i mean i've I've done away with all my leather uh products especially in florida do you guys get things molds like yeah saddles and stuff mold yep that's why i I, that's why i even went to WinTech bridles that's awesome i have like three hunt bridles from when i used to you know these are old hunt leather hunt bridles that i keep in the house they're museum pieces yeah Yeah, (laughs) they stay in the house in the air conditioning that's great. That's great. Well, hey, um
3: so we had a little bit of drama uh, associated with um, my my mare Pink uh, her name is Surprise. She We bred her to a phenomenal Hanoverian stallion named Devonair. And I've been anxiously awaiting this baby. Everybody knows I want a black colt, black colt, black colt. Well, Devonair is a black stallion with, like, chrome. He's just phenomenal. I consulted with people to pick this stallion. I didn't just choose him out of a hat. It was like, this is the one. And so we bred to him. And so... I went to Atlanta last week, Wendy, cause you were asking me before the show, if I usually full out myself or go to foaling mm-hmm. center. Well, I've typically done it myself. I mean, I've only done it twice, but the, the two have been at my house, but I was going to Atlanta and I didn't really know, you know, I, I, I basically, it was so close that I didn't want to leave this mare in right. full with Chad, my husband.
2: Yeah. With your and- like
3: dream black stallion, <laughs> exactly. And you waited a year. Uh huh. Yeah. And so, um, I I found a place. A friend of mine referred me to this place called Royal Vista Southwest, and it is a baby factory. So they do like foaling out, breeding, embryo transfers. They don't have any stallions, but they do like all the all the sciencey breeding stuff.
2: Collection um, and freezing and things. Like yeah.
3: That. Yes. Exactly. And uh, they don't even do collection. It's just all the other stuff. Um. So like, you can have a recip mare uh, mm-hmm. say my, my, my barrel horse is a competitive horse and I don't want her to stop running barrels, but I'd like to get babies. So they pull the embryos out of there and then put it in. It, it's, it's, it's big brain science stuff, <laughs> but all I wanted to do was have somebody full up my mare. So my husband didn't have to do it. Cause I can't right. imagine because she retained her placenta last year. I was like, mm, I don't oh. want him to like be at midnight, you know, holding a horse for the vet while I'm mm-hmm. out of town. So I sent her to Royal Vista and uh, they were super lovely to deal with. I call every day. They're, I mean, the customer service is amazing. I'm there. a bunch of girls answer the phone. They're super bubbly. I even said, I'm like, thank you guys for being so nice. And they were like, well, our, <laughs> our the owner of the company said, if we don't have customer service, we don't have customers. <laughs> and I was like, that's true. Dang. It's nice to hear, but it's nice to hear that, you know? Yeah. So anyway, I was very pleased with them. So I had about a week before she was actually due when I got back and I thought, you know, I'm just going to leave her let let them do it. I don't want to clean straw stalls and do all that stuff. Oh, sweet Jesus. Thank God I did because <laughs> I got a call yesterday. It's like, congratulations, you have a baby. And, uh, it, it was not an easy delivery. So this is Dr. Coy. So uh, well, after he tells me everything, I show up and I go look at her and I'm seeing the baby. Um, he tells me this what happened? And I was like, "Can I please record you saying that? Because I won't be able to repeat it." And he was like, "Sure, whatever." And then I was like, "Can I possibly play it on a podcast?" And he was like, <laughs> "No." <laughs> I was like, "Please, please, please! I really, I don't know what to say. Like, I'll screw it up." And I was, he was like, "I don't want a whole bunch of people to call me." I was like, "I don't, I don't." think people are going to call you. I just want you to tell the story in your own words because he basically saved everything. So anyway, let's take a listen to Dr. Coy from Royal Vista Equine. All right. So I'm at Royal Vista Equine here in Purcell and I'm petting my new baby. And I am here with Dr. Coy. And Dr. Coy is the man of the hour, saves the day, has awesome staff here who noticed something was uh, Amiss with pink and uh, well, I mean, Doctor Coy. First of all, thank you.
1: Well, hello, everybody. You're welcome.
3: Tell tell because I I there's no way. I, by the way, I'm scratching my baby's bum as we're talking. Um, tell everybody what
0: happened.
1: So essentially, uh, there was a couple issues with the pregnancy or the foaling, I should say the the foal was malpositioned meaning that it had its legs uh, were not extended so it wasn't entering into the birth canal correctly and its head was also down by its side so its shoulder was actually in the uh, trying to come in the birth canal and so typically when you don't have the head and legs correct positioned correctly they don't go into dystocia correctly and so the mare was actually having her her cervix was dilated and the the Full was not in the birth canal correctly and so she wasn't going into labor as we would expect so her stage one labor was being extended so our foaling attendants uh, went out there checked they checked them every uh, 10 minutes 10-15 minutes our heavy mares and so she noticed that there was a few blood drops on her hocks and and determined that that was something we needed to look at because we checked their utter for utter development as the teats fill up with milk we know they're getting close and so she called us and we ran over and and we also trained them to check for position and they couldn't feel the feet or the nose and so i came over from the procedure i was doing and and uh, palpated the mare and they were correct there was no there was no uh feet or nose in the birth canal. In fact, I could feel the placenta. The placenta had not ruptured. So uh, actually we had to physically uh, poke through the placental, through the cervical star and release. We had to manually uh, break her water, if you will. And so then, then I determined that the foal's legs were not extended. They were down below the pelvic brim as well as the the head of the foal so it was able to uh, correct the position of the legs uh, one at a time and then and basically
3: then. reach inside her yes and grab physically the leg and pull it into the extended position with and then also do that with the nose
1: yes so the the and that went fairly well with the two legs you have to push them to the side and get the foot up over the brim of the pelvis and kind of push on the knee at the same time as you get the, the leg extended. So then you have to do the other one. And then at that point, you need the head with the chin down over the knees of the legs, otherwise they, they don't come out well. So but the problem with, with her was the head was rotated, so the top of the head was against the knees instead of the chin. And so every time we would try to advance it into the birth canal, the head would hit the brim of the pelvis and shoot down between the legs and, and uh, block the exit of the foal from the... So she couldn't go into... Her contractions were uh, uh, non-productive because the foal was getting hung up. Its head was getting hung up on the brim of the pelvis. So eventually was able to... And this was a, quite a struggle get the head rotated around in the correct dorsal ventral position and get it between the uh, legs. And then if, once we got it positioned, she was able to uh, contract and was assisted well, and we were able to get the fallout fairly readily at that point. So,
3: well, Obviously, you guys know that it went well, considering I've been petting her this whole time but what for to say that i'm grateful for you and your team and your staff and this whole facility is the understatement of the year this would not have ended well had i and my husband been out trying to make this happen so so do do you think without this intervention this would have been a failure on at least one to two levels
1: Uh, i think the the end result would have been uh, disastrous. I mean, it was. it's one of those things without uh, somebody trained enough to correct it, identify it first of all, and then uh, puncture the placenta and then correct the position, it would have been life-threatening to uh, not only the foal, but the mayor as well.
4: Well,
3: oh, gosh. Thank you for everything. Now, uh, real quick, tell everybody what we have. Now, we were talking before this, and you said that you can always tell if it's a racehorse or a cutter when it comes out by its behavior. What is this horse, baby horse, indicating to you and her future skills? (laughs)
1: looking like a champion to me. uh, uh, Just for its uh, fight for life and uh, struggle to survive, it handled the the social well it is uh, even through the trauma uh searching to find the teeth doing everything correctly uh that was one thing i noticed after a red bag or whatnot the big concern is was it a hypoxic event so thankfully our our uh, foaling attendant uh did a great job of catching it early and i think we've uh, it's demonstrating they want to get sternal right away stood up quickly and you know, is searching doing things normal so i think it's uh, Showing the heart of a champion:
3: The heart of a champion you heard it here now um, there's a matter of sex and color that has been a big deal on uh, for those who have been following and uh, first of all, let's start with what color is it?
1: It is a black, beautiful black Go Philly ahead.
3: Philly. It's a black filly. You were so close. <laughs> but she's so stinking cute. How can you not love them? Um, so, first, for those following along, we had a chestnut filly, then we had a bay colt, and now we've got a black colt. So, black filly. So, we're moving in the right direction. Um, and again, this would not have happened without. Royal Vista and and the dock here. So I just uh, I just want to say thank you with all my heart. And um, I'm gonna go find that folding attendant and give him a big ol' hug.
1: You're welcome, and it's much appreciated that uh, you're understand the what what did take place. So that's very nice to to see or whatnot. A lot of people don't understand the gravity of the situation sometimes. So it is appreciated to know that wow. you're.
3: Well, I understand the gravity and I also am really glad it wasn't me. So thank you.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. So we're very happy it's all worked out. and You have a, a vibrant, healthy filly so far.
3: Beautiful black filly. Thank you very much. I mean, it's, first of all, the heroic life-saving measures that they went through, I can't even believe. And I just shudder to think what
2: would have happened if she were here. Uh, oh, I mean, the, look, there there would have been no way that no. you could get that re- repositioned. It, by the time anybody knew that was happening, if she was at your house, it would be too late. They walk around and they check the
3: pregnant mares. They like, have like different sections of who's close and who's closer, you know, and they walk through that field every 10 minutes minutes. Yeah. And look at
2: the mares, you know, and in reality, that's how you feel about your mare. When you're pulling out your mare, like you look at her every 10 minutes, but then (laughs) you get tired. You're only one person. Right. If You could do that. And let me just tell you something that uh, I think might give someone perspective if they've never had a foal. Like uh, when you are a vet and you stick your hand in there and you feel what he's saying that you just feel like shoulder That Mm -hmm. is nightmare. The the chance of that baby getting out. Think about a little foal. They're all legs and head, right? And it has to somehow get through this tiny little vulva that you can barely get your arm through. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I, I I mean the
3: the the word was catastrophic for Mare and Fole had yeah. they not been there so that, that p- putting that in my brain is just amazing to be staring at this unbelievably beautiful black filly with a blaze and two I socks know. of just like uh, like I I won the lottery um, on on having her and having her healthy now the update was and I'm very tired today because I didn't sleep last night is. They couldn't get her. She wa- wouldn't latch. Yeah. So the last word before they closed their office was, we are going to put a, an NG tube and tube colostrum and milk to her every hour.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, God.
3: I've worked in enough vet clinics to know what that looks like. And it was just like breaking my heart to think of that. And uh, he he clearly said she's not a dummy foal. Like she didn't have so- like hypoxic, like, Whatever, right. whatever that word is, uh,
1: event. Right.
3: Yeah. So she was fine, but he was like, usually, you know, they could be nursing on the walls, but there she was looking for, but she couldn't latch, and so that was the last thing I knew was they were going to put that in, and and it's heartbreaking to think about that. And I called this morning at well, they opened at eight, and I called at eight oh one, so I was a little <laughs> late, <laughs> and uh, I talked to the vet who was on last night, and they didn't have to do it. They went That's in right. with all of the stuff to put the tube in her, and yeah. she was nursing. Oh, she just need a little time. Yeah, but, like, way too much time. So they've done, like, the IgG, and they've yeah. done the plasma, and they've done all the things that I would not know to do. You know, like, yeah.
2: oh, God, I will never but, fall baby up my house ever, yeah. ever, ever again. You know, if you can, if it, really, that is the ideal situation. And if if it goes perfectly, then great you know then great but but when these kind of situations happen like i always say like pregnancy and birth is an emergency <laughs> right and you're you're in a, the last month is like a constant state of emergency yes. because things can go wrong so quickly Yeah. I mean, to see
3: a spot of blood on a hawk and be like, wow, because she has varicose veins, which is weird in her vagina. So like blood sometimes comes out and i have called, I've taken her in. They're like, that's all it is. So I probably would have been like varicose vein. I mean, there's, there's no limit to the uh, things that if I I wouldn't have had her there could have happened, you know? Um, now Jen, you had some questions for me before the show and I told you I wasn't going to answer anything until we were talking about it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So did you anticipate her having difficulty foaling or was it just a case of a CYA or that you just wanted to stay married to your husband? Um, pretty much the last one because, uh, she retained her
3: placenta last year and they told me the potential of her doing that again is, is
0: there. Wait, wait, so, stop there. Stop there. Why is retaining the placenta a bad thing? Cause they need to expel it after the baby, the baby comes out and then the placenta comes out
2: and then and what that happens also- if they don't? It, it can cause laminitis. It get, they could get an infection. They could die. There, there you a really, Yeah. And also, it also scars the uterus, so it makes it harder for them to conceive the next year.
3: Yeah. It okay. So it's, it's an emergency. And so the last time she retained her placenta, we were like, you have to do it like 12 hours after the birth the first time. And like, we we're flushing. Of course it comes at midnight and then when we had to flush it, I think three nights in a row, Wendy, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. It was a couple of years ago. Uh, and, and we had to do that at midnight and, and like, oh God, I was holding pink and like the vet was arm deep and Chad was having to hold the fluid up in the air, you know, like it, yeah. it, it did not make for a happy marriage. Okay. And I thought if this happens again, I can't, I can't have Chad having to deal with that. You know what I mean? Like, cause they, they lay out the placenta and look at it. And I just, he'd be like, yeah, (laughs) yeah. So that's why I took her in just in case while I was gone, she went into full, but it turns out she did not retain her placenta this year. It all came out nice and healthy and happy. Right. I know. So that was the the pop probably the one thing. But these people saved this baby and the mare, and um, I couldn't be more pleased with my decision to leave her there. Um
0: now you had another question for me about a name. Yeah, well, there's obvious the obvious registered name, but does she have a name besides new baby yet?
3: No, no, she needs okay. a bar name. She okay. will she will need a bar name um <laughs> now her registered name because the first f- Zara who I had her name is Royal Empire. And then I had a cult name picked out for her actually. So I used that one on Stanley, the second baby and so his name is Roman
0: Empire. Okay?
3: Well, you have to you name the the baby after the first letter of the the daddy and they were Rubignon babies. So hence the Roman and Royal, but, um, the new horse is a D. And so I was, his name is Devonair. air, air, two words. And oh, I thought uh, it was Devonair. No, Devin air um, H uh, E I R. Uh, so I came up with a D and I, and, and then I, ca- I had thought about this because I had a phenomenal cult name Well. the I'm not going to tell you that one, Uh, but the the Philly name, we've been thinking about divine empire and I guess it needs to go with empire. That's a, that's a, that's a pink thing. It's a mare thing. Uh, so, so I think we've come up with divine empire, but to spell it with a D E V I N E out of for Devon oh, Empire. I like that. Right? I like it's that. cool. It's not 100%. I mean, obviously, maybe it's just born, but I've always liked Divine Empire. Um, but to have it with the D in honor of Devon Empire, Devon yeah. Air, it's like, I don't know. I think it's cool. Anyway. I
2: do too. I like I'm that. getting ahead of myself, but I'm
0: so excited. <laughs> <laughs> and she's got... You should be
2: excited. That's like,
0: oh my God, it's so exciting. So lucky. Yeah. And she's got a little... A little chair-shaped star attached to a little stripe that goes right down to her nostrils, doesn't it?
3: It does. And yesterday, oh, God. So these people don't know, obviously, me or how obsessed I've been with this whole (laughs) Philly, cold, black chestnut. You know, they don't know. So when he calls me, he's like, you heard the vet. He's kind of just like... Oh, no nonsense. Like, just kind of like, I actually was kind of afraid of him, but it turns out he's really nice. <laughs> but he's like, uh, he calls me and he's like, congratulations. You have a Philly. And I was like, awesome. Yay! <laughs> you know, like, but still in your brain, you're like, okay. And then he goes on and tells me the whole thing on the phone. And he, I'm like, okay, well, I'll be there. And it takes me about half an hour to get there. I'll be there in half an hour. And he's like, okay. I go, by the way, by the way, what color is she? <laughs> and he goes, she's black. I was like, Oh my oh. God. You know, part of it is exciting because I get this phenomenally beautiful black filly with chrome and all this. And part of it, if I'm being 100% snarky and honest, it feels like a punch in the face. <laughs> like, I just, I just, like, real,
0: so close so close like (laughs) god she she may be the most amazing philly ever born you just don't know true part of me is like by the way she is for sale (laughs) my my
3: friend larissa she goes your horse just pushed money out of her vagina (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh god are you gonna sell this baby you can't sell this baby I, you know what? Leave me alone. I have business to run. All
2: right. <laughs> but you can keep her for your business as your next generation of brood mares. You know what? That's what he said. And I'm calling BS on that. I
3: don't said that. The yeah, vet he, goes, that? he goes, well, it's a good thing it's a filly because you can just add her to your breeding program. Exactly. Like, I don't have a breeding program. This well, mare's you know. a breeding program. I don't <laughs> want to be a breeding program. <laughs> I'm like, I I told Chad, I was like, if we keep her for a breeding program, I'm like, we can't breed her till what she's three. And then we've got a, a baby on the ground and then she's four. And then I can't do anything with the baby until it's three. So we're looking at seven
2: this is a long con, Wendy, and I'm no, not No, No, you just treat her like any other horse and you train her and you ride her and you have fun and then you take her down to Dr. Coy and you just <laughs> flush her embryos and then put it in a recipient mare, and just keep riding her in invent her. Um,
3: you remember the whole, like, I still have to run a business. Do you know how expensive that is? <laughs> I'm sure you do. He and I actually discussed that yesterday. I was like, it was a plan <laughs> to do that. And then I found out how much it cost, And I was like, mm, it's worth it. Isn't she worth it? <laughs> I don't know yet. Well, why not? <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see her today when she's kind of a little more unfolded. And I'll I'll uh, definitely pepper you guys with baby horse spam for 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 weeks to come, I'm sure. So anyway, thanks everybody at Royal Vista. I appreciate it. You're amazing. And, uh, Wendy, I was just so glad you were here because like to have the veterinarian effect instead of the icky, uh, Glenbian grows
2: <laughs> uterus. Ew. <laughs> well, it's a wonderful story. And it's, uh, you know, it, I'm so happy that it ended with a, with a, live, healthy baby. I am too. I was, I was
3: talking to my friend uh, yesterday and she's like, you know, the thing is if, I mean, it, like you said, it's a birth, it's an emergency. Mm-hmm. That's just the way that it is. I was like, yeah. but if things go wrong, the problem is you feel like a horse murderer, you know? Like yeah. if it, if, it, if she wouldn't have been there, everybody would have died and then this yeah. today would be
2: a completely different day. I know, I that's exactly what I was thinking. You know, because you would have, if she was on your farm, even though you have the best intentions and you give her the best care, that was a situation where it was a very slim chance for the baby and the mare to live. And it turned out to be such a wonderful, happy ending. Yeah, it, it's true. It's true. Oh,
3: I can't think about it. It makes me like a little bit freaked out I to even consider what would have happened. I just, mm-hmm. I was like, I, I, I just told them this morning. I'm sure they're sick of me already because I called them I'm like, you guys are heroes.
2: You're I know, heroes! I know. you. All? I know you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they are heroes. I think it's great. And, that, and like, it just goes to show like, if you want to have a baby, you should have a baby. You know, but there's a lot of risk involved, you know, and you made a great choice. I did. You know, and I, I've been reading on dystocias
3: forever, you know, and and I was like, okay, if a red bag happens, I know what to do with this, know what to do with this. But I would not have even had the muscle or strength or knowledge or any of that to get in there and move
2: stuff or, oh my God. Oh my God. You you don't even know how hard that is. Cause think of how much that baby weighs, right? He actually, he had to push her back in Mm -hmm. and somehow get her head up from under the shelf of her pelvis. This is like, try and do a Rubik's cube with your hand tied behind your back that weighs like 150 pounds with your eyes closed with your eyes closed. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you just stick your hand in there and it's just like a, a blank box. They didn't even, he only knew where, how she was positioned after he started untangling her. But when he first went in, all he felt was her shoulder. Oh, uh. You know, so you don't really know because in human medicine and even puppy kitty medicine, we can ultrasound, you know, and see what's going on in there. But in horse medicine, we, I mean, you you can't get an accurate picture really of what's going on in there because they're so big and lanky, and who knows? And also, you don't know if there's any deformities of the baby. You don't know if it's a normal baby.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, uh, it's it's. Today is a much
3: better day than it could have been It's giving me anxiety even talking about this Come I on. know, right? Me too Alright, let's do really bad ads It's time
1: He says one thing And he means another But hey, he can't help it He's a horse trader Horse trading Well, it's a laissez-faire Let the buyer
3: beware Horse trading They tell a low-down lie With a sincere stare Horse trading well, if the talking in circles and the D lane square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading,
1: the horse trading.
3: All right. Well, we're going to give away some fabulous prizes. We just don't know what they are because Glenn has that list and <laughs> he didn't share it with us. <laughs> so it's going to be amazing. Okay. Uh, but the first bad ad, I believe it goes to you, Dr. Wendy. Do you All speak right. Spanish, by the way? Because no, uh, I feel like this no. should have a Spanish
2: accent. No, we need Kyle to come in. Okay, this is from oh, Lindsay. Uh, okay, compra venta de caballos. One quarter mia Appaloosa y <sighs> cortadores chihuahua. <laughs> okay, so I don't speak Spanish, but the little Spanish I speak, it sounds like they have a horse for sale that's half Appaloosa and half chihuahua. I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> Okay,
3: so I, already a compra of
2: means, it doesn't mean buy, sell the horse,
3: quarter, yeah, one fourth, uh, one millionth of a fourth of an Appaloosa. <laughs> and what does cortadores mean? I don't know.
2: Somebody Google uh, translate that and what? But either Chihuahua, way, like. Uh, I mean, I am sorry, but I'm not a huge Appaloosa fan because of their personality and also chihuahuas. My God, I mean, <laughs> that a... was always bite. There's they, just like, you know, when, whenever I say, oh, does your chihuahua bite? And when they come into my clinic, they always laugh. And I'm like, <laughs> why? Because of course it bites. Yes, uh, it bites. <laughs> of course it doesn't bite. Then you get bit. No, no. They're like, they don't, they just own it it bites okay so the ad continues don't bow down sunshine 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 emoji horse emoji and then i don't know what this other emoji is but pinta carrero pinto five to six years oh and they have hair (laughs) healthy without tomorrow's oh that doesn't sound that great no record 160 to the cross, well-dressed and clean and cola for kids and adults. I handle Flete, Mexico, and USA. More information, inbox, or what's. And then emojis, 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 horse emojis. The little spoolty. I have no idea what that means. It's just a crazy Craigslist ridiculousness. I'm almost done typing all of this.
3: Into I, want these- <laughs> I want to call these translate. college people. T H I H U A T H I. I'm typing all this in. C H I H H U A. Okay. What does it say? What does it say? It gets better. Hold on. Let me make sure I have this right because it Mila. Okay. Hold on. I got one letter wrong. I mean, now it makes total sense. Corta venta de caballos, one fourth mia Appaloosa Corteteros, Chihuahua. What does that now, mean? Now, I'm sure a listener is screaming into the her podcast player right now. But when you put it in Google Translate, it means short sale of horses, one fourth mile Appaloosa Clippers, Chihuahua.
2: Clippers? <laughs> Apparently that's Cortaderos. Maybe it's one of those like racing. Don't they do quarter mile D-O-R-E-S. racing with Appaloosas? D O R S. Hold on. D O.
3: Okay. Oh, I said short horse sail one fourth mile Appaloosa Chihuahua cutters.
2: What are those? I don't have any idea. Uh, <laughs> maybe they're real short ones. Yeah, little real short-cutting horses. They call them. Maybe they call the little tiny ones chihuahuas.
0: Oh my god! I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's a short, it's, it's, a short this, like, it's a short-spotted horse that is hairy and castrated, but isn't going to last long, despite the fact that it's healthy. And bites. And, and bites. <laughs> and it bites. What does the little
2: swelty mean? I I don't know. And All What does right. the don't, don't bow down? <laughs> I feel like there's some kind of religious message in this, but I can't decipher <laughs> Don't
3: bow down to a false idol. <laughs> All right, the next one is a saddle for sale for $200. (laughs) And the picture is this super cute little chestnut pony, maybe a two-year-old. I don't know. He's a young-looking little chestnut pony. Um, And it it says, very comfortable, white, fits any horse, easy to clean, ride in style, cinch not included. Can you please tell everybody what is sitting on this poor pony's back?
2: (laughs) Yes, it's like a plastic, a white plastic lawn chair. (laughs) <laughs> it's hilariously funny. This picture has got to go on the Facebook because I think this is a baby horse. Doesn't it look like a baby horse? It <laughs> just... looks like a baby horse, yeah. <laughs> oh it's God. adorable.
3: All right. Lori sent, the, Lori sent the next one in.
2: You got this. Okay. Oh, Valdosta. Okay. Lori sent this in. I need someone to break my horse. Hi. My name is Terry. <laughs> 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 so I made this horse a few years ago and I would really love to get him broke he really stubborn and spoiled he is about four years old I just want him to listen and be able to ride him and trust him if I can't find someone to break him I would like to find him a good home thank you so much if you have any questions please text or call
0: <laughs> hi, <Mary. laughs> hi Terry. hi Terry hi
3: And the thing is, you are cheating because that's Valdosta, Georgia. And that is as country as a place as there can be country. Okay. Country thing.
2: I know. I can only do the California thing.
3: (laughs) So country slash California, same for you. It's all good. (laughs) It works. (laughs) Stephanie's the next one in. Short and sweet. Horse, $800 in Corrales. Camilo, quarter horse mare, about five years in age, green, broke, doesn't bite, Philly, born, th- there's no punctuation, <laughs> doesn't bite, Philly, sure. born, 3 twenty twenty 800 obo wild Mustang, about 10-800. <laughs> well,
2: I that think multiple horses? Or- yeah, I don't think that the five-year-old greenbroke quarter horse that doesn't bite should be the same price as the crazy wild mustang. <laughs> I mean,
3: you never know what you're going to get. Maybe it's a really fancy Mustang, but there's no, they're only named one of the horses. They didn't do any punctuation. And then there's a, some sort of Philly colt that's for sale. I don't That's just, you know what? That's a really bad ad way to go. Stephanie.
2: Also, you know what? Can I just say something? If you're, Five, and you're only green broke. I wouldn't even pay $800 for you. You make a good point. Yeah. Get trained. But then again, the, the wild, crazy Mustang is probably not broke at all. And I, I hate the word broke. So it loses in
3: every <laughs>
2: every aspect. Um, <laughs> Allie sent the next one in. All right. Fast gelding. Horse for sale. $5,500 St. George, Utah. Contact Jose. Description. Five-year-old gelding. He is calm and fast at the same time, if you wish. Good for walking and working in the field with cows. You can also put the rope on it, and it works on the soaring well. Oh, that's awful. Healthy, no problems. I don't even get it. Is that a thing? What's a soaring well? I have no idea.
3: (laughs) Again, assignment a plus. Like yeah. Finding a bad ad. Do I like not, do not Google soaring well. Time. Don't don't yeah. Google that. No. no, no, no. It can't can't be good. But, um, Beth sent the next one in. This is in Frederick, Maryland. Sixteen foot stock trailer for seven hundred dollars. Jesus.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was I didn't realize that was out loud. <laughs> I just joked.
3: 16 foot (laughs) stock trailer need work. No title. I've been used as storage, but could be used for other purposes. Bumper pull the heck.
2: Does the picture go along with it?
3: I mean, oh, it does. I mean, I guess (laughs) I wouldn't use it. (laughs) The, the first picture is of the, like, you know, where you put the the tongue of the ball on the the thing in the front and there is nothing there. There's, it's on the ground. (laughs) There's no place to put a ball. Like there's cinder blocks. On it, holding and it a down. log and, a, and log. a log holding it up. It's it's a mess. And then there's a, it's a, it's a stock trailer that literally is sitting on the ground and there's tires, but the whole thing is on the ground.
0: I think this well, is not really use... a bumper pull anymore. It's now a tow chain pull. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But and maybe pop... you could use some of these other tires laying
2: around in the yard to like prop it up. There you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There looks
3: to be appropriate appropriately aired tires laying around by the way in the snow. <laughs> so this is really fun. Uh, yeah, that's a disaster. That's a terrible trailer. <laughs> that's scrap metal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, did I send you this one, Jen? I did. I, I actually saw this one in real life. Oh, and- <laughs> It popped up on my Facebook feed, and it is, uh, I have to refresh my memory, Uh, Rescue Horses of Texas Facebook page. All right, so we we got Texas going for us. What could possibly go wrong in Texas? I sold my boy a while back in January of this year. I regret sailing him. Do I miss him so much? But at the end of the day, I'd love to know my old buddy Jax is okay. I sold him Clyde was told he went to Stevensville and then told he went to college stationery to family there, but I'm unsettled with the unknown as when I sold him, I didn't know it was to a horse (laughs) Flipper trainer. He was a stud, but told he was gilded. He is registered as a -A -A NAMAR, but might have been sold as grade. He, a seven year old Bay Appaloosa that is varnishing. He does Carrie, C-A-R-Y, the gray Jen. If anyone knows where he is or whom
2: has him. <laughs> whom? Oh, fancy. <laughs> they're, they're getting uppity. Yeah. If whom has him, whom could you <laughs>
3: please <laughs> I was like, it's like, I'm going to try once. This
0: whole day.
3: <laughs> if whom has him, could you please pass on my information? Please, please. I'm his original owner before I sold him on his seventh birthday on January 28th, 2022. I really miss and love him to make sure he don't end up in a keel pin. That's my worst. <laughs>
2: you know what? I don't think anybody can help you because nobody knows what the hell you're talking about. Well, I like how he carries the gray jean. That's really uh, fancy. Uh, a bay uh, gelding carries the gene, is that- but you can't because gray is dominant. Like you're either gray or you're not gray. <laughs> like if you're gray, gray is dominant. You can't well, carry the gray gene. He does have varnishing on him.
3: I'm sure that's some I, sort I, of I don't know pal- what that's something. about something. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that is just this awesome ad is what that is. I failed on the assignment because that was hilarious. Uh, next one, you got it.
2: Oh, is Yeah. The next one is from Melissa. It's off Facebook. Oh, horses in Florida. PM me. <laughs> okay. Oh. And it's just a picture of a horse eating out of a bucket. You can't even see its face. I don't know why people think they're going to sell anything with pictures. Like I take more time taking pictures of my ducks for sale. <laughs> okay. Or my chicks. I sell my chicks for $15. Okay, and I take pictures of them from all angles, and also I train them to sit on my finger, so I get a picture of them sitting on my finger. And oh, wow. I'm only selling these chicks for $15. These people are trying to sell these horses for a couple hundred bucks, and they can't, like, put a halter on well, and stand maybe, it up. maybe they only want $15 for this here horse. We don't know because we have to PM her.
0: Right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Smiley face. Speaking of ducks, by the way, I, I have now raised up my first set of baby ducks and mm. I did notice an auditor posted that she just got ducks. Um, I don't know what your experience is,
2: but those are disgusting.
3: Like I give them fresh water and they jump in the water
2: and poop in it. Yeah. Right? You have to dump your duck water every single day. Oh
3: yeah. No, every day. But like tw- I do it twice a day now. And so now where I have the duck water, cause
2: it's located next to a hose. It's like a mud pit. Oh, I, okay. I've already dealt with all this. You need to get, well, in Florida we use shell, but you need gravel or something around your duck water. Clearly. Whatever you use in Oklahoma. God, they smell bad too. Oh, oh. Well, that's why Uh, you have to, uh, this is how I handle my ducks. First of all, I have a big, beautiful pond. uh They refuse to go in it. (laughs) They will not go in anywhere where they can't touch the bottom. And granted, there are alligators in there. Oh God. I, get the, I get the alligators removed every year. So are you serious? In. Stop. Hold on. Let's back up. You have alligators in your pond that you have to then have removed. Yeah. And right now I'm waiting for the alligator guy. So I actually yesterday, this actually, I laughed at myself doing this. I am like, I have some weeds in my pond. So I have to go around the side and put this like stuff in the pond to get rid of the weeds and the alligator was like hiding in the weeds. So I like, it kind of scared me and I had the dog with me and like, you know, she's one bite, she's Jack Russell. So I was like trying to get the alligator to move and she wouldn't get out. And I ended up throwing my flip flop and hit it, hit the alligator in the head. And then I just laughed at myself. I'm like, Oh my God, I've become one of those Florida people. <laughs> it's going to be, you're going to be the weird news story next week, which is like uh a lady throws flip flop <laughs> at
3: Alligator and Jack Russell jumps gets in to eaten. retrieve the flip flop and gets eaten by an alligator. Where then the lady jumped in and started wrestling. All I can think of is Crocodile Dundee <laughs> in that scene where she's filling up her canteen in that murky water, and then yeah. all of a sudden the alligator jumps. That's gonna be you. And so what happened next was this with this dot Her she's a doctor and she was in the pond and she's wrestling this alligator. And then her ducks came over <laughs> to try to help her, but then they didn't want to get in the pond because you know they can't touch the
2: bottom uh, what <laughs> what is happening i know but i i don't want them to be comfortable like being that close to me that's why i threw my flip-flop at her i want her to always think that if i'm around you might get hit in the head with a flip-flop man no, no punishment for an alligator like a flip-flop to the head i know i Ooh. know well, oh. that's true
3: look
0: out.
2: oh my god so you have an alligator guy that has to come out and like oh it's even better than that jamie we have a program <laughs> in sarasota it's called snap Sarasota nuisance alligator program. Snap. <laughs> That's a stretch, but go. Know, ahead. It's, it's hilariously funny. So you call, and once a year, you can have the alligators taken out of your pond for free. It's a county service. Okay, once a year. How long? When? When? When does it come on? Come around? Well, I, I I called and he came, but the alligator is hiding, so he has to come back. That's what I'm waiting for. But the first year, actually, the first year they came, I had this guy come. I forget his name now, but he he's a professional water skier. So so if you're gonna water ski in Florida, you gotta get used to trapping alligators. You want to get rid of alligators, you know, before you start water skiing. So he comes out. <laughs> Yeah, And I was like super excited to see this guy catch this alligator in my pond and he plays this uh, like recording of baby alligators hatching. And I thought I only had one alligator and I had two huge ones in there and they came like swimming at us, straight at us, like a million miles an hour. It was actually pretty What? Scary. Yeah, yeah. They come straight for the sound of the hatching baby alligators because they're carnivores.
1: Uh, <gasps> cannibals. they eat
2: babies yeah they're cannibals they'll eat their babies so these oh. alligators come like flying at us and i was like scared but he goes no well, when they see us on the bank then we're not ba- baby alligators they'll so stop so he was right they did and then he went in and he like threw this hook in there and grabbed him and yanked him up onto the bank and then he jumped on him and then he taped their mouth shut with duct tape he or ele- no, it was electrical tape like Elect- stop Yeah, it was awesome. The name's Steve Irwin. Is he like reborn in Florida? It gets gets better. He was like sponsored by some like company for like the supplement, like muscle milk or something like that. (laughs) So he like got the alligators and we had to stage this thing where we set him up on the back of his pickup truck with the muscle milk. And I had to take pictures of him and holding up the alligators. It was like, it was so fun. I don't
3: even know how to respond to what you're telling me. Are you okay. Mm,
0: mm, mm, there's a and lot I always, a, I always
2: ask for that guy. Every <laughs> year I ask for that guy. But I can't remember his name. So I said, like, Oh, send me the water skiing guy. And this Come guy they sent me this time's nice, but he's like, you know, it's kind of just he Oh just my god. Boring so- watching him.
3: I went to the Snap Alligator page, and and it turns out that y- you can call the toll free nuisance alligator hotline at eight six six F W C Gator. Uh, if the alligator is deemed over, if it's over four feet in length, yeah, or the caller believes it poses a threat, I would say that any of them probably pose a threat, and there should be a place you can just take them and like sanctuary. sanctuary,
2: sanctuary. No, that's not what happens. <gasps>
3: They can't, what? They don't take him to a sanctuary? They kill them?
2: Well, look. It's like... Oh, I don't know what happens. Let's Let just see. go with that. Yeah,
3: go with that. Oh, my God. This is crazy. If you're wearing alligator bootsticks, I'm going to see you. (laughs) I'm going to lose my mind. Hey, by the way, you can see Dr. Wendy and I together and Jen. uh, We're going to be at the movement in uh, California in uh, just a couple weeks. I'm so excited. I know it's going to be so much fun. Well, check it out. Go to MontyRoberts.com. You can click on the tab, the movement, and come hang out with us and watch us train horses and answer your questions. Dr. Wendy's the one who has all the knowledge. So she'll be there, and then there'll be me leading horses
2: around and hanging out with you. So uh, everybody (laughs) have (laughs) – You are a fabulous trainer. There's going to be tons of stuff going on. I'm talking about acupressure massage and things you can do in your grooming routine, but you guys are doing the real – fun, exciting stuff. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to learn about
3: acupressure, pressure massage for me. <laughs> um, all right, everybody have a wonderful day, Jen, Wendy. Thank you so much for being here and, uh, have a great day. Spay neuter and geld. Cut. That took a turn. I did not know. I did not know about this alligator thing. Jesus. They
2: played the song and it came running up. Like that's terrifying. Isn't it cool though? That's called snap. I love that. It's called snap. Yeah. (laughs) But
3: by the way, I looked up snap in Sarasota and it's also a, um, food assistance program.
2: (laughs) Oh, it is. Yes. Food stamp assistance. Uh I would do the alligator one. That's awesome. You know, it's, it's super fun. Well, this alligator now, I, I can't believe how big it is because I saw it up close, eight feet. Oh my God. Oh,
3: that's <laughs> so
0: terrifying. <sighs> well, keep that Jack Russell away. I will. I get my flip flop ready. <laughs> Your arm. She's going to be online buying flip flops in bulk. <laughs> I know, right? To, to, get to to dollar, get the dollar Ammunition. ammunition. Old Navy. <laughs>
3: Uh, All right, you guys. Love you both. Bye-bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye.